0: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا المصطفى صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم, كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله العظيم وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كم من صائم ليس له من صيامه الا الجوع وكم من قائم ليس له من قيامه الا سهر او كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام كاسقامك او دل هي جس دل ما تو Kiskaamaka wa dilhe jiz dil metunaho basnaamaka gul most respected elders and brothers and those who may be listening over streaming. We are indeed fortunate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us life in this auspicious and Mubarak month of Ramadan. Being a guest speaker, I am not aware what the previous speaker may have mentioned in his Juma'a talk. But for a believer, we have to constantly be reminded. And sometimes certain things may have to be repeated. And inshallah, if we listen again with a new fervor, new zeal, new enthusiasm, it may have an effect on the heart. Our late Muayyunus Patel Ali, used to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously sends down water from the sky in the form of rain. But that same water consistently comes down from the sky. We haven't seen that on a particular day the water comes with a certain flavor and the next day the water comes with another flavor or the next year the water comes with certain other flavors. That same water continuously comes down and it will always be of some benefit of the other. For a believer in the similar manner, constantly hearing the same advice and inshallah listening with a new enthusiasm, zeal and intention, and inshallah it may have an effect on our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it such that it has an effect on my heart firstly and all of our hearts. And may Allah ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to take advantage of this opportunity. So, coming back to what we were saying, that this Mubarak month of Ramadan, we are extremely fortunate that Allah has granted us life in this Mubarak month of Ramadan. We were taught by Rasulullah Wasallam that already in the month of Rajab, to start looking forward to and to start anticipating for this Mubarak and auspicious month of Ramadan, and we have been hearing the dua, Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa sha'ban. Ramadan. And we are asking Allah that, Ya Allah, give us barkat in the month of Rajab and Sha'ban. but let us reach the month of Ramadan. Let us reach the month of Ramadan. And here we are, my respected elders and brothers, Allah has granted us life in this Mubarak month of Ramadan. The question that we have to ask ourselves, that are we of those who are truly appreciating and valuing this precious ni'mah of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there are so many virtues of the month of ramadan we've heard them over and over again every single deed that you perform in the month of ramadan it is multiplied so many times a sunnah performed in the month of ramadan equivalent to a fard according to some riwayat so we are receiving manifold rewards and we have the potential to receive manifold rewards This is a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. Now the question we have to ask ourselves is that, are we appreciating this bounty and ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If a father gives a gift to the son, he did very well in his examination, the father says, here is a car for you. Use this car. Or he gives him a laptop, he says, you are studying, I would like you to use this laptop for your studies. And it is understood that that is the purpose of the laptop. And now that son takes that laptop and instead of studying, he takes that laptop and he does things which are inappropriate and he starts playing games and, and when the examination comes, he's unable to answer the question. So the father will be very upset that I gave you this laptop. It was a gift from me. And you didn't value it, you didn't use it appropriately. And there are many examples of this nature. That a bounty was given and you didn't appreciate it. Instead you wasted it. In the same way respected elders and brothers, this month of Ramadan is a great bounty and gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How does Allah ta'ala want us to use this Mubarak month of Ramadan? Just like in that example of the father. The father wants that, that laptop be used in a specific and certain way. And similarly Allah ta'ala wants us to use and conduct ourselves in this month of Ramadan in a specific way. If we conduct ourselves ourselves in that specific way as desired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inshallah we can safely say that we have shown some appreciation for this ni'mah and this bounty in the form of the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. So respected elders and brothers, this month of Ramadan, if we look at historically, it was made compulsory in the second year of Hijri. Nabi alaihi wasallam migrated from Makkah al-Mukarramah to Medina Sharif. Two years thereafter, this fasting in the month of Ramadan was made compulsory. ulama i explained that if you look at fasting, if fasting was merely about staying away from food and drink, then it would have actually been more appropriate for fasting to be compulsory in Makkah. Because as it is, the Muslims in Makkah al in that period and in that era, they were going through great hardships. We know the incidents, the torture, the suffering, how hard it was to practice, how little food they had. So to skip meals would have been very easy. But the fact that Allah Ta'ala had only ordained it in Madinatul al al explained is an indication that fasting was not only about skipping meals and staying away from that which was desirous in the form of drink and relationships. But fasting has a much greater meaning. And that meaning again is carried forward in the verse of the Qur'an-i Majeed where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Reminds us that what is the purpose and the objective and the goal of fasting in the month of Ramadan. Allah ta'ala says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ This taqwa that we speak about is for every single person. It is not reserved for some exclusive group of people that you're only these people who are dressed in a specific way or only these people who come from a certain city. No, taqwa is for every single believer, every single mu'min in fact allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges people based on their taqwa inna allaha ta'ala la yanzuru ila suwarikum wala ila ajsadikum wala wala ki yanzuru ila qulubikum wa amanikum. that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges people based on the heart what is the condition of the heart that is why in the introduction i had quoted the couplets of poetry ke kis kaam ka wo dil hai jis dil mein tu na ho What is the worth of that heart in which the muhabbat, the love of Allah Ta'ala, the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala, these qualities of taqwa, qanaat, sabar, shukar, of gratitude, of sincerity, of trusting in Allah Ta'ala. If these qualities are not found in the heart, what is the use of that heart? That is why they say that these friends of Allah Ta'ala, we call them Ahle Dil. Ahle Dil. The people of hearts. So somebody will say, but every single creature on the surface of the earth is ehl dil. It's also got a heart. But what makes it very different? That that person bas ka wo gul, hai gul mein ho. The example of that heart in which these beautiful qualities are not found is like the example of that rose that has got no fragrance. Bas ka wo gul hai So therefore respected elders and brothers for us to develop these qualities of the heart Allah is giving us this month of Ramadan an opportunity to spiritually overhaul ourselves. Our late Muayyannis Padal Sahib used to give the example used to say that the car is on the national highway and as it travels on the national highway it gets used, there's wear and tear sometimes the person climbs a curb and damages something sometimes a small little accident here dent here, damage here fender broken here and what happens the person then takes this vehicle off the road he sends it into the workshop he sends it to the panel beater and they work on this vehicle until eventually that vehicle is brought back in showroom condition in the same way allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this month of ramadan remember in islam there is no monasticism in islam that we cut away from this world, we don't get involved in the activities of this world. Khaja Azizul Haqas and Rahmatullah used to say that dunya ke mushgalo me bhi, dunya ke bhi ye baq juda ye sab ke reh kar ke bhi juda He says that the person will be completely involved in all the activities of this world. I'm elaborating, the person will get married, he'll do business, he'll have children, he'll socialize with others. Dunya ke But his heart is always linked to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his heart is attached to Allah. Ta'ala. Now, how do we get this connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This month of Ramadan is the opportunity for every single person to reconnect to reaffirm, to reestablish our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah wants every single person to get taqwa. Not a single person must be deprived. The very fact that Allah is giving us the month of Ramadan, the very fact that Allah has brought us to the masjid, the very fact that Allah ta'ala has blessed us with this kalima, is a sign and indication that Allah wants us to succeed. Allah wants us to succeed. In fact, one person had raised an objection that why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throw people into the fire of Jahannam? Isn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supposed to be ghafur Rahim and most merciful? So the alim explained and gave the answer that if we have to accept that fact that Allah wa ta'ala is just out to throw people into the fire of Jahannam, then what was the need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send 124,000 anbiya? What was the need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send so many scriptures down? What was the need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send so many ulama, mufassireen, muhaddithin fuqaha? If Allah wa Ta'ala wanted to throw people into the fire of Jahannam, it was nothing difficult for Allah to create a makhluk, to create a creation, and then just take that creation and fill up fire of the fire of Jahannam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want to punish us, Allah does not want us to fail, Allah wa ta'ala wants us to succeed. Allah Dara wants us to all develop this quality of taqwa. Hence Allah is blessing us with this month of Ramadan. And Allah is proving to us that every single one of you, you have every one of you has got the capacity to develop this quality of taqwa. You know sometimes that little child, he doesn't believe in himself. And then he needs motivation from his teachers. He needs motivation from his parents. He has to give perhaps his first speech. Or that youngster completes his heaps. Now he's to stand on the musalla and perform taraweeh. Now he's very terrified, he's very scared. The father, the ustad, they motivate him. Don't worry my boy, I know you can do it. And then they push him. See, you did it. In the same way Allah Ta'ala is showing us. They don't think you cannot develop taqwa. You also can develop taqwa. See how you are abstaining from that which was normally permissible for you. To eat, to drink. This was all permissible for you. Every other day you were eating at this time. Today you are staying away. You walked into the kitchen, no one was watching. The wife wasn't there, the ustad wasn't there, the parents were not there. But what stopped you from having that food? You said to yourself, if I have to drink this cold drink, if I have to have this item of food, my fast will break. So somebody will say to you, but nobody will know. Say, but Allah will not accept. How will Allah know? Allah is watching me. Allah is watching me, He can see. In fact, our late Mu'ayyus Patel rahmatullah used to say that if there are three or four minutes left for the time of iftar, and if the local imam has to come forward, or even if the imam of the haram has to come forward, and say, brother, you know, there's five minutes left for iftar. I'm telling you, you just break your fast and carry on. There's only five minutes left. 98% of the fast is done. You just got a little left. Allah ta'ala will inshallah accept Break your fast now. So Maulullah used to say that even the person with the weakest iman, even that person with the weakest iman, you will say, I don't want to hear anything. I fasted the entire day. I stayed away from food for such a long period of time. There's just five minutes left. I'm not going to. And he becomes so strong. He becomes so firm. There's so much of resolu- resolution in him and strength in him and determination in him and he completes that fast. This is exactly what Allah wants us to develop in every single facet of our lives. That now this taqwa has to transcend in every aspect of our lives. Jis jaha mein rahu, jis mein rahu, taqwa salamat rahe. That ya Allah, whichever environment I am, whether I'm in the train, whether I'm in the rail, whether I'm in the plane, wherever. Allah is watching me. Jo karta hai tu chukke ke jaha this is the very essence of taqwa that that which you do in secrecy remember Allah is watching you Allah is seeing you this my dear respected elders and brothers if we can develop in our lives this conscious awareness that Allah is watching us even when we are confined in our homes when a person is in the masjid again my Inusab to say that sometimes the person in the masjid you will say that he is Ba'ayazid, Bustami or Junaid Baghdadi it's so much of tawazu and humility and humbleness. But yet that same person when he enters his home, he enters the home like a military commander. And the wife is just waiting, when is the next missile going to fly? When is the next war, world war going to break out? But yet that same brother in the masjid, you will swear that he is probably Bayezid Bustami. What a pious person he is. In fact, Dr. Abdul Hay Arifir, Nawar Qadahu, he was a Khalifa, of the a Ta'adbir He says, on one occasion I was in the masjid. And I saw a youngster performing salah in the first of which such devotion and concentration. And I thought to myself, MashaAllah, how pious this person is. But he said then, this person, this youngster walked out of the masjid. And there was an elderly person that had a vision problem. And whilst walking, he bumped into this youngster. He couldn't see. He says, this youngster blew and exploded in a foot of rage and began hurling insults at this elderly person. He said, I thought to myself, Allahu Akbar, socha farishta tha. I thought that this was an angel. I thought that this person was a malaika, an angel. But now, when something was said to him or something was done to him, now the true colors became exposed. The true colors became exposed. So therefore, the respected allies and brothers, we will really only test our mettle in those scenarios and circumstances. That sometimes the person walks in the home and the wife says something that we do not like. And sometimes it's the truth. Sometimes it's the truth. I told you to buy this item. I mentioned it to you. And now the person explodes. Yet in his business or in the masjid, MashaAllah, he's very very tolerant with the brothers. He shows so much of humility. Now when there is somebody weak, now he gives vent to his anger. We will say that this person has got a weakness. There is a weakness. And we will say that this person does not have enough conscious awareness that Allah is watching. That Allah is watching you. On one occasion there was one sahabi that was beating his slave. And Nabi Kareem alaihi was passing by. And Nabi Kareem made the statement to the Sahabi without the Sahabi realizing that Rasulullah was behind him. He said, that, Remember, Allah has more power over you than you have over the slave. Allah has more power over you than you have over the slave. This person turned around for Ida who was Rasulullah. He says, When I turned around, I saw that it was the Nabi of Allah. And then he said, I made the statement. That, O oh, Nabi of Allah, I make you a witness that I have now freed the slave. In lieu of this oppression, or in lieu of this matter that has ar- arisen, and the manner in which I have dealt with him, to compensate for it, I make you a witness that I freed the slave. Nabi kareem then commented, he said, had you not done this, then I feared that the fire of Jahannam would have touched you. The fire of Jahannam would have touched you. So therefore, respected allies and brothers, the true spirit of the month of Ramadan is to develop that awareness, that consciousness, that wherever we are, in whichever environment we are, Allah is watching us. Allah is seeing us. If we have developed this quality, then respected allies and brothers, we have really fulfilled the goal and the objective and the spirit of the month of Ramadan. May Allah ta'ala make us of those fortunate ones. And if not, Allahu Akbar, if not, then equally, they are great Warnings that have been sounded by Rasulullah sallallahu great warnings. In one famous hadith, we know the hadith. There were three curses, and one of those curses, which Nabi Karim sallallahu said, "Ameen to, ba'udaman Ramadan that may that person be destroyed, that he finds the month of Ramadan, yet he still does not secure the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Allah taala's forgiveness is pouring. Allah taala's mercy is pouring the days of Rahmah, the days of mercy the days of itqum minan nar emancipation from the fire of jahannam and yet the person did not get himself forgiven indeed this person is unfortunate and he has been cursed by rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Amin has been said by rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam may allah protect us so we have to constantly whilst on the one hand we should be making sure that we are trying to earn as much reward as possible through the positive actions there are positive actions, the positive dhikr making tilawat of Qur'an Sharif. The month of Ramadan is for the tilawat of Qur'an Sharif. Allama Abul Hassan Ali Nabi Rahmatullah says that I saw with my own eyes such ulama and mashayikh that in a single day in the month of Ramadan daily they would complete one entire khatam of the Qur'an Sharif. He said I saw with my own eyes. And after such tilawat of Qur'an Sharif they would engage themselves in ibadah almost the entire night. And he says, together with that, they would hardly eat any food. And I would think to myself, how are they surviving? He said, when I looked at them, I then started understanding the stories of the ulama and the mashayikh of the past, how they would exert themselves in the month of Ramadan. That they wouldn't allow a single second to go by in any act of futility. Ibadah, tilawah. If somebody came to them, with some futile talk. You heard about this one and you heard what this one said. Brother, I am fasting. maf, I got tilawah of Quran Sharif. I just want to finish my... I just want to finish this para. Shall i talk to you afterwards. The person is constantly focused. One example suddenly flashes to the mind of Azad Ha'ad-Dawai rahmatullah alayhi rahmatullah Beautiful example he says that imagine if the government has to issue a decree to you To say that, listen, we've heard that you are a wonderful citizen. You have been paying your tax on time. Everything is above board. You've been involved in so much of social work in our communities. We would like to reward you. And on behalf of the South African Reserve Bank, we are sending to your home a money-making machine that will print 200 rand notes. Genuine, not fake. 200 rand notes. And they give you this information. Maybe two months in advance. That this machine will be delivered. These are the specifications. This is the kind of power you need. You need three-phase power, whatever it may be. This is the security that you need. Now that person, because he appreciates wealth, because we are so materialistically inclined, that person, he'll start the first day. As soon as he gets the information that necessary, the builder, the contractor, the electrician, whoever he needs to call on site, he'll call them on site. Make sure you do everything. This machine is going to come. I need to take advantage of it. And now he says, when that machine comes, the person who understands the value of money, from that first day, that machine will be rolling, maybe 24 hours. In fact, he says that even that person will probably take his lunch breaks, with one hand he'll be eating, and one hand the machine will be rolling. One hand the machine will be rolling, and the one hand the person, he won't even stop the machine during that time. What will we say about that person? That the machine arrives, stays in his house, five days go, nothing, doesn't even switch it on. 10 days goes, doesn't even switch it on. 20 days goes, doesn't switch it on. Maybe the last 10 days he switches it on. Yes, he will make money. But there will definitely be some level of regret and remorse when he looks at somebody else. That that person from the first day, the machine was rolling. Look at the amount of money that he has printed. And look what I have printed. In the same way this month of Ramadan is our money making machine for the akhirah. Our money-making machine for the Akhirah, every single amal in this month of Ramadan is multiplying. And if we get the night of power, close to 83 years of ibadah, the reward of ibadah. Now that person, if he allows that time to while away and pass away, and Allah protect, instead of allowing the time to pass by, he uses that time to disobey the command of Allah. The youngster listening to music in the month of Ramadan... Chatting to women in the month of Ramadan, the person casting lustful glances in the month of Ramadan, deceiving the customers in the month of Ramadan. Now he's using that precious and that valuable time, that golden moments, he's using it to violate the very command of that being who had granted him that energy and that power to do business. May Allah protect us. So, therefore, respected allies and brothers, let us take advantage of these opportunities in the month of Ramadan. It is these are the days of mercy, just as it is the days of mercy and soon the days of forgiveness. We should develop the quality of mercy in our hearts, mercy for our staff. We have got people who are working for us. Show mercy to them, give them a shorter day, especially if they are Muslims, and be loving and caring, and for that matter all our staff. Again I will quote as it Rahmatullah Ali. He used to say that sometimes a person gives one million rand to Palestine. Hazrat used to say, I'm not saying don't give 1 million, but rather give 500,000 to Palestine and take the other 500,000 and look in your business. There are people in your business that that one worker who's coming every day with a taxi, perhaps you can buy him one reasonable vehicle, so now he can come to the workplace. There are certain people who are living in a basic home, give them some money, take that 500,000 and distribute it amongst the very staff because of whose effort you were able to make that 1 million. He says this will create so much of love. And that will be a da'wah in itself. And to prove that, Hazrat Rahmatullah he had 13 caretakers that worked in his home. And mashallah, all 13 accepted Islam. With not a single da'wah. What was it respected, elders and brothers? Through the actions, through the kindness. As it used to say, you come home with your groceries. And sometimes we'll tell the the, the worker, or, the, or the, the caretaker, or the maid, that you... Take the parcel from the, the car. Now she's carrying all those parcels. She's seeing all the biscuits. She's seeing everything. So has it used to say, what stops you from taking a little from there? You bought five packets of biscuits. Take one packet. Take one packet of chips. Take a few things and give her a parcel. At least she will feel that I am also enjoying. It. That this family that I'm working for, I'm also part and parcel of this family. They're also empowering me. I don't feel like I'm cast aside. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with these beautiful qualities. These are the qualities of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. These are the qualities of Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those fortunate ones who takes advantage of every single golden opportunity in this month of Ramadan and gains this wealth and this treasure of taqwa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate the suffering of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in Palestine, in Syria, and those that have been devastated in Turkey, and all other parts of the Muslim world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Remember in unity there is strength May Allah ta'ala unite our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blow the winds of hidayat in this country. Change this country from instability to stability, from insecurity to security. Wa akhru Dawana Alhamdulillah.